0: Episode three of Chitu Chatu, where your hosts are Show Kandibolu and Julian Escobedo Shepherd.
1: Today, we're here with web sensation Erica, the toast of the social work world, as well as renowned artist and web sensation Nate Hill. Erica and Nate are our first married guests in our initial and possibly last foray into couples podcasting. Erica and Nate, welcome. Thank you. Hey. Hey.
2: That was very natural. Um. <laughs>
1: so, um let's talk a little bit about um, this is
2: going to be your first and last for possibly a of sp- last we, well, why, we're open, how could this go poorly it's like why would this be your last i wonder I wonder how would this how would this be the last so then so then I can either sorry it's actually in kind of that direction or a very
0: <laughs> boring technical imitation of us only having these three microphones okay. right now instead of the four so and it's weird i just noticed right now that me and juliana are sharing a microphone and not having it ready so i can just start talking like right. perched under my mouth is actually making me very uncomfortable can <laughs> can see the anxiety. So, because <laughs> yeah,
1: uh we have one of we have four mics but one is on loan right now to the young wonderkind rapper big baby gandhi So he could record his last album. So, (laughs) um, But yeah, so that was like the main reason where we're like, oh, I don't know, three. And then the other reason is I was like, I don't know if I want to talk about our relationship on the podcast. But um, if you guys want to, I'm totally down. But if you don't want to, we can keep it all out.
0: Yeah, I'll talk about anything. I I never care about talking about anything. I never care about talking. I will talk about anything.
2: Yeah, that's funny because we, we talked about what we didn't want to talk right. about before we started talking. So now all I can think about is what we're not supposed to talk about. Right. You know, so Just <laughs> no. resist the urge to not All right, sorry. So Julian, you were saying yeah. when I interrupted.
1: Oh, oh, I was actually just going to ask you, which is ironically sort of about your relationship. But you right. said that you guys went on a day spa recently. We did. You went to a day spa. What was that about? Like, did you, was like mud? Yeah. You were immersing mm-hmm. yourselves in mud and stuff?
2: The listeners, you can't see it right now, but right now I'm, I'm gazing into Erica's eyes because I love her so much. And the day spa, just thinking about the day spa, bringing back all those feelings.
3: Oh, neat. <laughs> 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 Why did we go to the day spa? I think we went to the day spa. Where was the day spa? Okay, right. so we've been to the day spa that people talk about, the spa castle. And that was like a Ooh, couple of years of ago. Yeah, spa It's castle. in Queens, like, right? It's in Queens. You have to go way out. All the way at the end of the seven train and then there's a van involved and then they drive you off somewhere and then there are like jail uniforms scrubs when you, you get wear there, scrubs and uh, you have like a special wristband and mm-hmm. there are a lot of people and, and this is where you just recently went anyway? no, no so we we went to that place like a couple years ago and so that was really cool but it's hard to get out there it's like it's it's a mission so right. uh I read about this other place in have you guys out. been to
1: S- Spa Castle?
2: No. Spock okay. Julian, have you been?
1: It's like a dream. <laughs> I want to oh. go there so bad. It looks like a kitty like playland for adults. Yeah. It looks amazing. It's awesome. People
3: can go there. You can get naked. I mean not in the like shared area, but like, you know, you can go down there and just get naked and swim around with strangers. Hmm. And then there's of oh, the same the sex, obviously. Yes. And then there's the family area. And they serve really unhealthy food at that And there's a nap room, cool. place where oh, you can take a room? nap. Wow. Yeah. Lots of services. Can you just
0: go get pressed constantly? Massage, I guess is the <laughs> word. Pre- I always say pressed. People yeah, like, like the what full, the fuck you a full court press? Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty My parents. Sure you
3: have to give a credit card, and then there's no cash. Like, you just go there, and you can go get, like, services. <laughs> and they and then later you? they'll bill you hundreds and of And then thousands. at the end, like, when you're done with your day, and you're, like, you get relaxed, you're, like, in all these, like, saunas and stuff, and you lose your mind, and then you Do they play New stuff. Age
0: music?
2: They Please do. say yes.
3: I think the, they had weird television. Love it.
2: Too. Well, at the place we went to, they had they were playing a lot of they were playing New Age music, right? And you could barely hear it. I noticed like over the over like the, the dribble or like the f- bu- water. the bubbling. Yeah, the bubbling <laughs> of the jacuzzi. You can hear the you can just like hear the it, pounding of like the bass. It's New just Age. loud enough
0: that you think that you might be imagining it yeah. in your yeah. head, and you might be going nuts.
2: But what can we say about the day spot? Well, we went um, to the this day spot. Like spa maybe we should try 4-3. to sell
0: people on why they should go there.
2: And well, I can tell you something about the spa, um, uh, and this is going to be gross, but I have a planter's This is what I do when I get on interviews. I always have to overshare. Yeah. So now I'm gonna Good. here I go. So like I have a planter's wart on my foot. It's like uh-huh. it's like foot herpes, basically. Uh-huh. You know. So you're not supposed to share. Is there a doctor shows <laughs> application <laughs> Dude, for that? Just, you can't. It's way beyond. It's you like can't you do need anything. a doctor. You need like a doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like Whoa. they have to burn it off and stuff. Oh but, right right. Um, wart stage. And um, I know I'm. I'm Hopefully, my parents will listen to this, and I just want. I think to know, you can like,
0: chemically burn it off as well, if that's any comfort to you. Have you had one? No, but I know someone who burnt a wart yeah. off their body with chemicals. With with some sort of chemical. Yeah, thing. like they gave me some.
2: Well, anyway, so I'm at the spa, and the whole time I'm thinking, I don't want to give people like my wart germs, but at the at on the on the other hand, like I don't want to deny myself the experience of a spa, so. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Like, that's really on the spa to like, I'm wearing flip flops, and if they don't have their, their chlorine levels up to snuff, and that it's not my. F- I'm like, I had to like, absolve myself of guilt.
1: If you had like a black plastic bag that you get at <laughs> bodega, and then you wrap it around your foot and put a rubber band,
3: would people yeah. think that was suspect?
2: I just felt or dirty,
0: like a
3: leprosy man. or something. But maybe they could put like paraffin on your foot, like it's a special. Ooh, that thing would be no cool. Knows. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know why they'd have that facility there. Do you uh, do you care about getting wet in the rain? Are you one of those people? I use an I umbrella, do. but I know I know a handful of people who are like I would never use an umbrella th- for a variety of reasons, but usually related to like they don't they think it's like faffy for a man to avoid getting wet. Yeah, so that, much so I to the extent <laughs> that they carry this ridiculous <laughs> little thing for themselves, you know.
2: Yeah, like well, I live in Harlem, and like uh oh no, now I'm worried about being racist, but like black men in Harlem many of see now i'm like worried about what i'm going to say like mm-hmm. many of them don't use a, is that safe to say many like, of them don't use an umbrella is that is that i think correct? that's as safe as you, <laughs> <but> yeah, <actually. laughs> like, do you know what i mean like if you, if you like but but they have they have like hoods though right right yeah so then like now you're now you're venturing <laughs> so a little bit into it. Erica, You know what i'm trying to say though I, I like it's like it is like a masculine thing to not carry an umbrella i've never so. really mm-hmm.
3: tried to observe men using umbrellas or not I, now, really? What do you out. do in the rain? You're well, just swimming. <laughs> As a black woman, obviously you're not black. Well, brown, you know, like it's a hair thing. I don't know. I'm not about getting wet. I don't. I think it's spans. People to I the don't like to
2: know getting, know that getting wet. Not black. That's the thing. If you're listening to this and you think we're black, you're a fucking idiot. Like
0: seriously. All three <laughs> of you out there, <laughs> yes. your
2: your tweets. Um, do you mind if I ask you about some of your? Tweets? Sure, let's go. Let's go for the girl. um. Let's see. I think this is you, it's hard to tell if it's a retweet or you, but somebody said, when people say, quote, this is what you wrote, when people say, quote, I should go, this was a mistake, unquote, I get very angry, no idea why. Uh What did you mean by, I should go, this was a mistake? Did that make sense? Did you tweet that?
0: Yeah, I tweeted that. Um, you know, in movies where um, usually some sort of romantic <laughs> encounter and then they're having like some sort of one night stand it's like, I should go. This is a mistake. I She was watching something on a uh, laptop and I could hear the audio. I think it might have been Skins, that British show. And... Um, and I just heard it, and uh, it made me so angry because I'm like, no, why would anyone ever put themselves in, a, in that situation? But more, more than that, it was like it, in real life or whatever that means when you're in situations like that, you don't say – no one would ever say that, and it made me very angry. It's rude to the person who you made the mistake with. It's unnecessary to say. It's just, it's just annoyed me.
2: Dude, why do you say – okay, I don't want to sound like I'm a dick, but why do you – Okay, now I, I'm trying to sa- not sound like I'm No, a no, that. no. Wow. I have no feelings. God, I burnt them this. off.
0: I drugged off my I'm feelings I'm curious about
2: ago. why you say, uh-huh. what's up with the baby thing? Like, I'm a baby. <laughs> <laughs> because ba- you tweeted, you tweeted, I'm a Evan a bait in a Cockney accent. Uh-huh. You're tweeting, and you said, a, oh, a I'm Evan Abate. When did that start? When did that start with the?
0: the ba- uh, well, <laughs> with the baby obsession? Yeah,
2: like if, if you're listening and you don't know, Dap, frequently we'll talk about how he's a baby. I'm a baby. And, and like I in do interviews, it. I've seen interviews, you'd be like, I'm a baby. I'm yeah, a baby. Like, it's true. And I'm just, I want to know about that. That's When I
0: uh, when I was in middle school, uh, I remember I used to, I was always a funny kid in school. So then the, a lot of the time in Queens public school, the teacher would be like, there'd be like this 20 minute block in the, where they're supposed to teach you stuff where they'd hang out and they would ask kids to, Entertain them more or less. So I was used to entertain my class by doing these weird impressions, and then uh, throughout middle school, and then one of these, I used to do this baby voice really well. Though uh, when I was in middle school, it sounded like that in that show Dinosaurs, you know, so, something like that. But it was way better uh, a baby voice. And I started then, and then it lay dormant through high school and and, and in my early twenties.
2: Did you guys ever hear this that if if you ever meet a girl who speaks in a baby voice, it's because um, she was molested, and that's the year that she was molested. Was when her voice stopped uh, maturing. She's like stunted. Uh, wow, that's so. Stunted. I mean, that's n- definitely that's nonsense. weird, right? But that's
0: very disturbing. Powerful nonsense. I like that. Yeah. Do you know anybody who speaks that. in
2: a baby? Well, they might be listening to this. Like, show. like so you a Jennifer Tilly say. style, like yeah. voice. Yeah. yes, Exactly. Perfect. Yo,
0: um, no, I, I definitely don't. I know, <laughs> like, I've known so few people now in my <laughs> life, so.
3: I mean Nate told me. <laughs> <laughs> um, now it's like every time I hear a baby voice I'm like,
0: "Oh, oh no. What happened <laughs> okay. to you?"
2: Hey Julian, Julian, I have a question. I have a question for you. I have a question. Can I ask one more question and then give the podcast back to you guys? Mm-hmm. Um okay, so I'm really interested in you. You know, I love hip hop. And we talk, I talked about how I wish I was a, a writer and so I could follow around rappers like a little dog, like a puppy. But like <laughs> I noticed that feminism comes up here and there and you're writing about hip-hop um how do you ever worry about browbeating that or do you do you feel like you have to hold back or or I'm not saying you should hold back but you know what I mean like do you, you don't want to be like the feminist hip-hop blogger or maybe that's okay uh, do you know what I'm trying to ask yeah like, like do you do you like pepper it in like Oh, here's a good place I can mention.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to like, I think it's like also just like how I live my life and like sometimes it will just come in and I'm not always going to be like, also, are you talking about specific things or just in general or like, like certain stuff, like certain stuff I write for alternate in particular is like from a feminist angle because of the nature of alternate. But if I'm writing like. Like, I did a cover story on Odd Feature. Like, I wasn't, like, going... I mean, I, I went in and I was like, I'm a feminist, whatever, but, like, I went in and I asked them the questions that, like, people wanted to know and feminists wanted to know, and I went in with no particular bias. But obviously, like, hip-hop feminism has been around for a really long time, and I've learned a lot from previous hip-hop feminists, like Joan Morgan and Danielle Smith and i um, Karen good and people who've really been engaged in, and dream Hampton who? who all who? these really awesome. Yeah, like, but like,
2: I don't know who those, do you ever heard of those people? Like, I don't know who, but, I, but I'm, I'm a not, nerd. Also, this, my point is <laughs> like, like, who, how do you not give up hope? Because it seems like, it seems like misogyny and hip hop are like, <laughs> really like peanut butter Friends. and jelly. Like, I don't know, <laughs> you know what you're going to do.
1: I mean, I don't know, everyone's lives are complicated, you know, and like I think that if you're living your life as like a rigid, ideologically rigid from every standpoint, it's it's tough, I don't know, I mean yeah, it's it's can be really depressing and discouraging, but also like I'm a huge champion of like rappers who are like putting forth awesome feminist statements like Azealia Banks or like to degree, like, Nicki Minaj, except for when she's, like, not being that, and, like, I don't know, and then, like, obviously, yeah, there's, like, a lot of misogyny among it, but also, then you also have to look around, look around, and, like, I'm rather, I'm way more concerned with, like, Republicans trying to take away my right to contraception than I am with, like, you know, some dude calling me a bitch in a rap song because it's his way of flossing his m- weird masculinity i mean i don't know i think that's reducto but so okay but you really but you really love classic rock
3: yeah i have to say i was raised like in a multiracial home my mother was actually raised amish and so i didn't have a lot of like cultural as a kid you know you just kind to have to find your own way and i grew up in florida and like i think some of my cousins my cousins were into classic rock, and I just really, at a young age, got into classic rock and muscle cars and, like, I don't know, Tom Petty and my, like, yeah. 1971 Cutlass. Oh, my gosh. That's just... Oh, shit. Yeah.
2: That's why Dude. I was saying, like, oh. w- if people think that we're black, it's like, uh, we're, you know, full disclosure, we're half-white,
0: and it's... <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's just You're so half-white, you're,
0: you're both... Mixed race, half yeah, white half black. Yeah, we're both half white and half
2: black, so that's what... It's now, now very, say racist very again. trendy. Now the, my the racist said. implication is that you can't be black and be into muscle cars and, and Tom Petty, so...
0: But racist things an always an anomaly, come out, but... Like, but, I, think, yeah, but I don't he, she think the does muscle cars... That stuff. I think Tom Petty has not been defined, the liking of Tom Petty being too white. And I think muscle cars are open to everyone, actually. Yeah, funk flexing. <laughs>
1: I actually was going to say um when I was growing up like I'm I'm also multiracial I'm half white half Mexican and um my mother my first car ever was a 72 Chevy Monte Carlo like on some donk shit and that was like some real Mexican ass shit to own a 718 Monte Carlo. And I miss that thing.
3: That was like the dream car. There was a time, and I can't remember the actual name, but there's this car called a Deuce and a Quarter. Do you know what this is? Whoa. And it's the longest car ever. And my mom, like, is all about, like, getting a deal. And I somehow ended up with this car. This was, like, my second year of college for, like, a couple months. And, like, it was so ridiculous. Like, I couldn't even get it into, like, a parking space. Like, out of control. Out of control. I don't know what happened to that car, but, like... I wish I had taken pictures with it because it was amazing. <laughs> uh, when I first visited the school my freshman year, there was a big scabies epidemic. Really <laughs> oh man, oh, what
0: is was, scabies? Like skin crusting? It's like little, is it viral?
3: Um, it's very contagious and little like insect type things. It's a parasite. Oh! It's a body parasite. Oh man! Yeah. And and oh, you
0: can get scabies from. It's like an STD, right? No well it's just it's, like uh from oregon trail it's, disease it's, really? it's,
2: <laughs> yeah. well it, it's, it's transmitted through body contact right and, and through bedding and stuff right right I it's guess. like lice it's like body lice but it, right it does, it burrow, it's like tenement they, studies, they burrow i don't uh, i'm not a scabies expert but like right, they, they right burrow here. in your skin right and yeah. they, do they lay eggs in your skin i like how we're talking about scabies I think they do. yeah they lay eggs, eggs yeah. in your skin and then they can't it's,
3: but That's super nutty. contagious, and people were super familiar, and so it almost became, like, to epidemic proportions, and people were out in the Did it become
0: cool to have scabies? Uh,
3: yeah, free love. I don't know. Just And people were out there <laughs> just, like, medicating each other. I I just, I don't know.
0: Whoa.
3: I, I couldn't get down.
0: There was a liquor store. I went to high school at Stuyvesant, which is in downtown Manhattan. Mm-hmm. and. uh Two blocks away, there was a liquor store, and I used to go in. You know, every Friday or Thursday. You know, it became more often. But then, when I started out, I would go in, and they would sell me whatever I wanted without any problem. And I was like, "This is very weird," because I was, you know, I had a mustache and some facial hair because I'm Indian, too much hair. But uh, I didn't quite explain it. I still had a backpack at certain points, and I looked like a student. And then one day, uh, when I was buying, and I would buy, you know, like a, you know, a little flask, like a three seventy five. Never, like, large amounts. But then the lady, she asked me, like, so how is it? And I was like, "Uh, what? And she's like, how's the restaurant? It's like, how's business? And I was like, uh, you know, for a second, I was like, I'm not a high school. student.' I was like, I can't say that. So I was like, it's good. It's good. Everything's good. And she's like, yeah, I've been meaning to come by. And then I kind of figured out that she thought I worked at this Indian restaurant two blocks away. And then I guess I was buying, like, more stock. I guess I, they needed, like, <laughs> 300 milliliters of vodka for a giant restaurant. There we go. So then it, and then I got really comfortable being, oh, like, oh, I'm a guy who works at the restaurant. So I go in and be like, hey, how are you doing? You should really come in one day. You should come by. You know, and she's <laughs> like, oh, I've been meaning to. And that went on for about, like, a year and a half in high school. And that was my high school uh, uh, liquor buying story. Wow.
3: I have two follow-ups to that. And one is I'm having a memory. Well, we
0: only of, have time like, for one. No, I did, for I did I
3: to score a wine cooler once cuz I was the person who got sent in all the time to buy alcohol cuz like I was like the tallest of the group of friends and like they equated being tall with being old looking. Cigarettes. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so I like scored like a wine cooler like once because like you could go to this one place that like was supposedly going to sell to like people who were younger and then yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at you that. You were the hero you then, eh? You know, I got the one and we all split that for you guys split one. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: oh boy,
3: you, guys you know how that wine. goes when you're that younger is. and you're And like, everyone oh,
0: pretended man! to be drunk for hours yeah. after that.
2: Is I've always won I've always envied musicians because um the cliche is you can't ask like Miles Davis why he why he played that note. But like you can ask that of an artist. You can say like, Oh, why'd you paint that? Or why'd you yeah. do that? Why did oh but why did you do that? And and you, and you can't get away with saying, well, I just, that's because I did, you know, like the right. people want to know more, um, cause I never know what to say in interviews. So I just have to make something up. Right. Um, but you guys like with the non sequiturs, like I love, that's why I've, I think I've watched like at least 20 of your interviews <laughs> because they're so
0: dynamic.
2: They're so dynamic and they seem, <laughs> they seem like they're so spontaneous, uh-huh. but then I started to think don't take this don't yeah i started i started to be like wait if they're all this spontaneous maybe Uh that's just their thing maybe they just that's just me being cynical right because i'm like everybody has a thing maybe that's what they're selling maybe they're selling being clever super clever super Uh entertaining yeah and like i don't know how do you feel about that or are they truly that spontaneous Uh, because i have seen one where you guys were we look like you were all hung over
0: Right, like saw, and it was and, very yeah, and it was
2: like super boring. And I was like, "This is like a regular fucking interview." Right, so there you go. And I, was, so, I was like, so yeah, I was the are, so, "Yeah." The was rest like...
0: were definitely legitimately spontaneous. So, and, and and the coloring would come from whether the interviewer was some Swedish guy who barely spoke English, and then we could make fun of him or or ignore him in one way, or. Um, you know uh yeah it was i mean they were all spontaneous and when we first started out it was a lot more fun because it's like you want to know
3: that
2: about me is i've always wanted i've always envied musicians because um the cliche is you can't ask like miles davis why he why he played that note but like you can ask that uh, artist you can say like oh why'd you paint that or why'd you yeah why did oh but why did you do that and and you, and you can't get away with saying, well, I just, that's because I did, you know, like right. people want to know more, um, cause I never know what to say in interviews. So I just have to make something up. Right. Um, but you guys like with the non sequiturs, like I love, that's why I've, I think I've watched like at least 20 of your interviews <laughs> because they're so
0: dynamic.
2: They're so dynamic and they seem, <laughs> they seem like they're so spontaneous, uh-huh. but then I started to think. Don't take this. Don't t- yeah. I started. I started to be like, wait. If they're all this spontaneous, maybe uh-huh. that's just their thing. Maybe they just that's just me being cynical. Because right. I'm like, everybody has a thing. Maybe that's what they're selling. Maybe they're selling being clever, super clever, super uh-huh. entertaining. Yeah. And like, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Or are they truly that spontaneous? Uh, Cause, they- because I have seen one where you guys were. We looked like you were all hung over. Right, like saw, it was and, very yeah, and it was like super boring. And I was like, "This is like a regular fucking interview." Right, so there you go. I was, so, I was like, so yeah, I was like the to are, to "Yeah, the, was the like... rest
0: were definitely legitimately spontaneous." So, and 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 the coloring would come from whether the interviewer was some Swedish guy who barely spoke English, and then we could make fun of him or or ignore him in one way, or. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it was. I mean, they were all spontaneous. And when we first started out, it was a lot more fun because it's like, you want to know that about me? Humor is an incredibly effective uh, tool for communicating, especially to large groups of people. Uh, it's also um, a way to talk about like really serious things in a way yeah. that will make people want to listen to with a different part of their brain than if you're like, come on, guys, you know, I yep. really want to talk to you about something that's going on
2: right now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like. A lot of the time, I want to write something. Like right now, I want to write an essay about um, my experiences with reality TV, um, which I can give you the synopsis for that. They, I've had about four or five. I've never, of course, I've never been on a show, but um, I've had the producers come to me and email me, But and it's usually gone like this. They'll express interest. I'll get real excited to think that finally I'm gonna reach a broader audience for what what I pour my, my all my energy and my life into and then we'll meet. And then slowly I'll realize that they don't really want to, I'll realize that I'll have no control. <laughs> and that they, and, and a friend of mine, Ann Hirsch, told me that really, when you go into a reality television situation, like really what they wanna do is embarrass you at any cost, like just be prepared to be And, um, so cynical, but my point is, is that, um, uh, I'm a control freak and I want to control the story and, um, we're talking about feelings that we get from making art and like, it's good. It's inspiring for me to, to do work while other people, while I'm at a job that I don't like, you know, Uh because I'm like, I hate this job. I hate where I'm at and it enhances like the feeling of your time being valuable it's like such a such it propels me i'm like oh man i just and 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 i'll get my work done faster while i'm there just so i can do more work like Mm. photoshop work or writing or whatever or just like
3: i think that's called positive reinforcement
2: yeah yeah it's just like a drug you know i'm just like Mm. oh you know so i used to live at what was it lafayette and lewis and bushwick anyway anyway it was I think it was Lafayette and Lewis, this right? bedside? Yeah, yeah it was bedside. Mm. That's the one I'm thinking of. And this this apartment, the. the now I'm, now I'm going to. Uh, sorry, I'm going to pathologize my own life, but everybody does. Uh, it. I loved it. But Indiana. anyway, so like the front door, there was no lock on the front door, not to my apartment, but to the building. Mm. And I had mice that would come out every night. And I would listen to them get killed with the little m- mouse traps. And there was nothing in the apartment except a bed, TV, and I had two. 30-gallon vats of rubbing alcohol where I had, like, a dead dog. Oh! I had, like, a dead, I had dead chickens, dead birds. I had stuff from Chinatown, fish that I'd found in the garbage. And, I mean, I'll never have a time like that again in my life. Like, and and I don't think I should, actually, because, like, I think I got (laughs) a lot of brain damage. Seems (laughs) like maybe that's a little dangerous. There was a lot of. Rubbing alcohol fumes, and I'm sure I didn't do myself any. Is favors that how you much. preserve
0: those animals? You keep, you're supposed to keep them in the rubbing alcohol.
2: Yeah, I mean, for if you're gonna do it like I did, you can't get uh, formaldehyde. I don't think, <laughs> um, as a civilian. Okay. But <laughs> at the time, like I had this, I had this one. It was a three, two-bedroom all to myself, and like I had this one room that had like a corner with the windows, yeah, where I would work, and it was looking out on like the projects and my favorite Chinese place and whatever. And I remember that I'd got from Associated or, or C-Town, I got those, these posters that were uh, advertisements like for roast beef and like, uh, you know, like hamburger meat. So it was like, I was so in like this and I don't know if that makes any sense. You had these
0: posters hanging up. Yeah, the it, Everything about that apartment
2: was just iconic. Yeah. They were like Marine costumes too. And I used to get that's real. That's a real lot of problems. of Navy boys bars. are alright, Those Marines. Yeah, but I used to get like I would even get sisters of Marines coming up to me and saying, oh. you know, if my brother was here, he would kick your ass. He wouldn't like that. Right. And, and this like, is. And I'm just like keep it This is you them, wearing. You know? Just as you but, just wearing the Marines outfit know,
0: without you, doing anything. You're just walking around.
2: Yeah, going. I mean, but you know, I. But he had it. like we pins it. and stuff. We it, it looked I mean,
3: really official. Like I mean, it I like.
2: I, right. I get it. You know, I'm just saying. Like, but on the other hand, like, you see this drink in my hand. I'm in a, I'm in a bar on the Lower East Side. You know, I'm not a fucking. Right. Lover. That's what I was it's asking like, you. Like, you're it. not. This you're person, not staging a protest. Yeah, I mean, you're just wearing. So like, I get. I get, I get, I get where you're coming from. Uh, I don't. I don't bite my nails. Uh, I had. I, I used to date a girl who had a, really bad nail problem where she would, uh, she would. She just did awful things to her nails, and I remember one time, and this is, you've, you guys have probably experienced this, where um, I, I, was, uh, I was with her on the couch, and we were just snuggling, and it was the first moment where I, I, disgu- I saw her awful, scary nails for the first time, and it was like that first moment where you notice, you see that the person you're like falling for isn't actually perfect.
3: I could have told you that. That's depressing. Yeah, right. <laughs> you kn- you knew her?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, know I'm oh, talking shit? about?
3: Yeah. Okay. We don't
2: If she's listening, me. if she's listening, I still love her.
3: That's not cool for <laughs> variety Yeah. Just it. <laughs> <laughs> that could involve. We could spend an hour talking. Nah, about I still I love her as a, friend, nah, as a friend. a relationship. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But. From what I can understand, cactuses need, like, the soil. They'll leach the soil of minerals, and you got to, like, change it up and do special things. Oh, shit. And then I moved my what cactus collection from New York to Florida, and, and they look like they're okay. This could be, like, a metaphor for it. They look like they're fine, and then one day they'll just, like, soup over, and it's like they've rotted from the inside. Ew. Yeah, it's really awful. It's just, you thought they were okay, like, for, Ew. like, months, and they were dead. That creeps me out. Mm.
2: I spend a lot of time in the park. in Central. We live by Central Park. And I go there alone at night with our dog and look at the, be with the plants.
0: Yeah, when your dogs uh, do things that embarrass you as the owner and you feel it reflects upon you, even though it's a dog and you're a human being, that's a very bizarre feeling. No doubt. Like it reflects poorly upon you that your yeah, dog, it of a, your thing of a different species on a rope <laughs> is doing something <laughs> bad. Means that you're bad and crazy. Yeah and that like, you would lick dirt i, I love that about say, animals like,
2: just like she's a fucking dog just let her yeah eat yeah, the dirt. Just, yeah. She's listen we're all walking it. these
0: animals around on ropes you know, just like- <laughs> that phenomenon is is with people is the worst i remember like in high school with somebody was presenting a paper and they were good looking you'd be like i really want you to be able to finish that sentence <laughs> i really I- want you to you're struggling right now i really want you, you to get through this it. thought and nail it. And when they're ugly, I'm like, you idiots out there.
3: Are we sexualizing our dog though, or am I sexualizing I, the I dog? Think I think it's so a weird, attractive, not attractive.
2: Sometimes, like I, when I, she I walks know. up the steps, I can see her vagina. Oh. And like it, the it there's it's a it's curved along her the hair on her body, and like sometimes I'll think like is, are other people looking at my dog's vagina, and they shouldn't be. And I think like I think it's like the instinct yeah. my, my father instinct. Like I'm like. Yeah, like you're at my like dog's fucking vagina. put some clothes on, dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like you know what I mean? Have you ever thought about that?
3: No, no, I don't want to talk anymore about our dog's vagina. I think we. Well, could we'll put
2: a picture up on the website. We my dog's vagina. Yeah,
0: that'd be cool. Uh, every right. time I see a person on a moped, I feel intense jealousy. Intense desire to go and buy a moped Go yeah. shopping for one Look at the different colors Feel which right. w- Which mopeds I wish I had parking I think affordable. I wish I
3: had parking I'd have
0: a You can bring a moped Right into the hallway the yeah, the apartment They're affordable
3: Not an art
2: I'm actually so getting. why don't you I'm, get one I'm If you're looking, not afraid of dying I'm looking at Getting my motorcycle license Right now Thank you
0: man Yeah And uh Check- you have to get that Class M license. I'm gonna check back <laughs> in with you within six months. There's no reason for you. it's gonna you vastly improve your life. <laughs> I going to put you back in the cage.
1: Dude, you me? have not you don't even know how to drive cars really. Oh, so no. I don't know <laughs> what you're gonna
0: I know how to drive cars. I got into a bad accident before I got my license and then it slowly my mind deteriorated and I'm afraid to even sit in the passenger seat. But I know how cars I know how they work.
2: I have a friend we have a friend stinky who oh, um, used, used to be a huge bike fiend. He owns like 700 bikes. They're all in his mom's basement. And he's in and Black Label. And, so and now, he's yeah, he's bikes. in Black Label. Yeah. Uh, and now he transitioned to mopeds because of the fad and also because of his knees. Oh, so I shit. Think, I think a lot of cyclists, more than we we want to really cop to, have moved from bikes to <laughs> mopeds. It's probably like a little little uh, midlife crisis every year I yeah. go through. Like I, can't, I can't buy a Ferrari, so I just buy a bike.
0: Right. And why do you give up the bike again, though, mm-hmm. after that?
2: Because uh, I need the money, and I don't ride it. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs>
3: I think it's <laughs> funny.
2: <laughs> no, let's just keep it simple. Uh, all you have to do is uh, Google my name. Nate Hill.
1: Uh, thank you very much, Nate and Erica, for coming to Chit ch- Chatu. We hope that you will come back again because actually, I feel like we have to wa- have a one-year anniversary of our first and final oh, couples fun. podcast. Awesome. Yeah. This was yeah. fun. Bring Baloo
0: Rum again. Uh, okay. It's a very weird feeling to be. Hey, mom. Rum. Hey, mom. I want to say hi to
2: my mom because I can send her everything I do. I everything like to say
3: is hi true. To your mom, too. Hi.